Praise God. Praise God. What a beautiful song to minister to us tonight. The lifter of our soul. I believe the Lord wants to do that very thing in this house tonight. I believe there are some spirits that he wants to lift. Or some lives that he wants to lift up. There's possibly some spirits that he wants to lift off. Cast off. And there are some spirits that he wants to stir up. Stir up in your heart, your mind, in your spirit. He wants to revive. and He wants to work for us. Got your Bibles. Turn to Isaiah 1. Isaiah 1 and 18. One verse in your hearing tonight. Praise God. Praise God. I'd love to have another 12 hours to work on this particular message here tonight. <laughs> but um, I didn't. <laughs> Praise God. I can't make time. Can't stop it. There's a lot of times I'd like to. Amen. But uh, that's something just out of our control. But the song lets me know as we have sung them here tonight and all the songs. and Especially even this last one. She made the mention, the latter part of that song about a place of refuge. A place of refuge. A sanctuary. A tabernacle, a temple. A place, a place that God will come and abode. If you watch this particular verse I'm going to use tonight as a focus verse in Isaiah 1 and 18. Come now and let us reason together. Come now. And let us reason together. Not just anybody saying this. Not just the man of God, the prophet. But the Bible says, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet. They shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson. They shall be as wool. If you'll just come and dine. If you'll just come and reason with me if you'll just come to the sanctuary if you'll just come to the place of abode if you'll just come amen to the tabernacle and better than that in the new testament you and i we've been taught that we are what the temple of the holy ghost the very presence of god the earnest of his spirit that takes up abode and dwells in us to guide us to comfort us to be that voice that will instruct us. That voice sometimes that says, uh, uh, uh. Or that voice sometimes says, step through. Amen. To help us along this journey. Lord, we love you tonight. We're so thankful for the word of God. We're thankful for your presence and the anointing and the touch. And all that's gathered here to worship you tonight. Every, every soul. We ask in you, Lord, to just take your word and help us tonight to... Speak it in a manner and a way that it could be received. Not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit. As you take this word and, and transform it into the spiritual realm. And it, it's like the, the sword that will reach into the heart and the soul, the mind and the spirit. Of each and all that has gathered here tonight and those that may be joining with us on live stream. That their hearts and their minds and spirits could feel the hand of God, the touch of God, the presence of the Lord. Oh, you help us here tonight as you anoint us and use us for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Lord bless you and you may be seated tonight. Let me say again, it is good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord to come to worship with us and to magnify the Lord and to give him glory and to give him praise. I really want to focus on the first part of this particular verse here tonight. Come now and let us reason together. As we look at this particular term, the, the real problem, the remainder of the, the verse helps us to understand what our real problem is. A problem that every man, woman, born girl has to face and has to deal with. And no one's exempt. It doesn't matter what, uh, what, what generation you may be as an apostolic. It doesn't matter, amen, what, what kind of geographical location that you've been raised in. Every man, woman, born girl has been born, amen, in iniquity. In that falling nature, in that falling place. So, so for the first little while, I'm just going to take a few minutes and with the word of God, nail that down to help us understand as we preach this tonight. That none of us is exempt. We all find ourselves in this place. We all find us, find ourselves having to deal with this. And it's not something that just disappears. It's not something, amen, that just, just crawls over in a cave somewhere and you don't ever have to worry about it again. Now, this old nature, the old sinful nature, the old man, hallelujah, that you've got to deal with every day, that prongs and the conflict. You and I, have all we've heard the stories. We've heard the stories, whether or not true or not. I don't know. Some's been told to be true. A man, they, they talked about one time this little Indian lady that had two dogs and they would pay to come watch them fight. And, and uh, they would actually bet on them and things of that nature and so finally, some of them asked him, said, how do you know which one's going to win? She had a black one and she had a white one. And sure enough, she could always win. And she finally, whenever she finally lets them know, she said, it's the one that I fed the most. It's the one, the man, that, uh, man, I gave the food the last three days while I let the other one go without. So it's what we feast upon. It's what we give ourselves to. It's what we open our ears and our hearts, our minds to. It's, it's what's going to, amen, make the difference in our lives. Uh, we talked about a little bit this morning the lack of knowledge of God's word and God's will. That ties right into our Wednesday nights, amen, of knowing the will of God in our own personal lives. It's attainable. The scripture makes that plain to us in Romans 12 chapter, that we would pray and cry out and seek him, that we might know the perfect will of God in our lives. So it's God's heartbeat for us to know that. But I'm telling you, the devil, we have an adversary. We have one that wars against us day in and day out. We have the spirits of iniquity. We have the spirits of the world. And now we got things creeping upon us, amen, through religion and man-made religions, philosophies and ideals and opinions. But thank God for the sure word of God. Thank God for that that we can anchor ourselves into and establish ourselves into. That we won't be children cast to and fro in this journey that we're living for God but I'm here to tell you tonight everybody's got to deal with sin everybody amen it's got to die out everybody no one's exempt so let me just take a few moments here and sin sin amen whenever you begin to look at it even from the Hebrew standpoint and actually even from the Greek standpoint it means simply a falling away from or missing the right path a falling away or missing the right path path. 
If you'll study the scriptures closely, you'll see even in the New Testament and in the book of Acts, you'll see it often mentioned when it talks about the gospel, when it talks about the truth. It was known, amen, in the apostles' day, hallelujah, called the way, hallelujah. They understood, amen, the way, that there was only one way, there's only one truth, there's only one gospel, there's only one body, one church, there's only one way, one foundation to be laid, and one way to, to become and get initiated into the body of Christ and, and to walk into only one real way to deal with sin. There's only one blood that can wash away sin. There's only one name that you could call on, provoke a man and call on a man to get this activated into your life and overcome the power of it. That he won't rule or dominate or control us in the world that we're living in tonight. I know it's a lot easier you listen to the religious world. Amen. They, they love to use this statement. Everybody sins. There's a difference, amen, in just falling nature, amen. And there's a difference in being a servant of sin, amen, than just coming up short and at weak moments and weak times. I'll confess, amen, I have to repent. I repent on a daily basis. The struggle and the battle that's there and things of that nature. But I'm going to tell you something. But I'm not a servant of sin. Amen. There's not, 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 not sins, amen, that we know that's written in plain, just plain in those scriptures. Hallelujah. That's in, in this world that we're living, that we're not servants of it. And we don't, we don't excuse ourselves and overlook it because we have inter- we've been introduced to a gospel and experience in Pentecost, amen, that's given us a power, a kingdom, amen. It's just a measure of it, but it's enough, amen, to help us to deal with this issue called sin. So as we watch some of this, we can go to Romans, the third chapter. And I'm just going to, I'm going to go through some things. There's no way I'm going to cover this in a thorough way, but just, just for a little bit here, because I really want to lay this down to help us all understand. Hallelujah. We've been here. Everybody's been here. Amen. So in Romans, the third chapter. Amen. Romans, a good book. Romans, a good letter. Amen. It's written to people that's been born again. Holy Ghost filled. Baptized in Jesus' name. But yet it's a good book. It deals with sin and the nature of it and, and what happens. Even Paul's writings uh, later on in the 6th and 7th uh, chapter. Amen. He finally reaches a point. This old wretch man that I am, who's going to save me? So he talks about the struggle between the good and evil, the light and darkness. Hallelujah. Who's going to save me? Who's going to help me? But yet the eighth verse picks up and it begins to take off. If there's now no more condemnation to them, amen, that walks after, that walks after the spirit and not after the flesh. So there is a way, I'm going to assure you tonight, that you can overcome sin. So you don't have to be a servant of sin. You don't have to be a slave to it. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, by the hand of the Lord, by the mercies of God, hallelujah, you can overcome this. But, but, but don't still exempt us from having to deal with it. And so in Romans, the third chapter, when you back up these, to these chapters, it simply goes like this. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. You'll notice the writings, a lot of the writings of Paul is really dealing with the law. And now with the church and walking in the spirit. What Jesus Christ came and fulfilled. And so that's, the, that's one of the biggest struggles he has in his day and his time. And so as you watch this, he's helping us to understand. Amen. But by the law, thank God for it. Amen. He goes on, he talks about, he said, But now the righteousness of God is without the law is manifested, being witnessed by what the law of the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by the faith in Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference for all have sinned and come short 
of the glory of God. No one's exempt. So that puts all of us in that boat. That puts all of us into that place. So when we preach this tonight, but now we begin to get an idea. We begin to get an understanding why it's important to have a place to come, amen, and to meet God. But not only to meet God on just a one occasion, but on a regular occasions. We can hear his word, that we can reason with him, that we can talk to him, and he can talk to us. And so as we watch this, Ecclesiastes 7 and 20 says, For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Man, there's only one man that's ever walked this earth that sinned not. That man was Jesus Christ. No guile, a man was found in his mouth. Amen. He walked upright and done that which is right. In fact, if you don't deal with sin in the right measure, in the right form, you can notice and go back to the same writings of Paul in Romans 1. And you can watch this, amen, that whenever they didn't acknowledge God as God, whenever we know the scripture makes it plain that God revealed to them who he was and the truth of who he was. But when they rejected him and would not acknowledge him and respond to him, God began to turn them over to reprobate minds. God began to release them. And we see actions and deeds, amen, that we see a lot of. It's in our country tonight. Amen, amen, men, amen, man. Well, anyway, you go back and read it and you'll see See, hallelujah, the lifestyle that they turned to, the lust they began to fulfill because they simply did not deal with the issue called sin. They was unwilling, amen, to come and reason with God. It's like in a courtroom. It's kind of like in a court setting, amen, to come and to talk to God and to hear what he's got to say about it and his instructions about it. Thank God for the word of God that give us instructions on how to be victorious and how to live overcoming lives in this old world that we're living in. We're living in a general tonight I'm telling you they don't want you to preach about sin they don't want you to preach about ungodliness they don't want you to preach amen and preach amen actions and deeds amen is fornication and adultery and whoredom and, and uh, lesbianism and homosexuality and lying and cheating hallelujah and all these different lists amen but they're listed in the bible they're not going to have a part or a kingdom in the God no no they, they don't want you to say nothing about all that but you know what it's still there Nobody can take it out. Nobody can erase it. So you know what? It's got to be dealt with. It's got to be dealt with. Amen. And so as we, we watch him, you go to Romans and begin to pick up in the third chapter, ninth verse. And I'm going to use a few verses here for just for a few minutes here, if you don't mind. Because why? Why? What's this all about? Peter came along and told us, he said, you got to give her the reason, the hope that's in you. I'm telling you, our world needs Holy Ghost filled people to be on fire. To live overcoming lives and victorious lives. Hallelujah. To be a testimony and a witness of the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. To give them hope. As they look upon you and I, amen, as we, we live for God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, everything is crumbling out from under them. Things, amen, that they put their trust in. Things that they had put their hope in. Hallelujah. It's coming out from under them. God's setting the stage. Hallelujah. People think the devil's working overtime. No, I'm telling you, God's setting the stage for revival. God's setting the stage, amen. Hallelujah. Give people an opportunity to come running to the house of God and find, amen, a, a peace and a joy and a fellowship and a relationship. Find a place that they can come and reason with him. Hallelujah. That they can take those sins, amen, even though they was black as wool. Hallelujah. Back 
back black as sackcloth. Amen. This God can make them white as snow. Hallelujah. Even though there's red like crimson, this God can make them white as snow. If you'll just come and have an ear to hear him. If you'll come and believe in his word and his promises. I'm telling you, we can live overcoming lives. I'm telling you, we can live victorious lives. I don't ever believe it's the will of God for Holy Ghost filled people to be depressed and down and out and all in the muddy grubs and grumbling and murmuring and griping. God hates murmuring. I'm telling you, there's nothing like walking in the Holy Ghost. There's nothing like walking in the Spirit of God and the Spirit of truth. There's not a better life to live upon this earth. That's the reason they're giving themselves to drugs. That's the reason they're giving themselves to alcohol and other means and ways to find some kind of source of life and some kind of source of hope. Amen. To relieve the pressure. Hallelujah. That the world... It's being staged and being set up for. <laughs> but thank God for a church. A place that we call a building. Amen. I know, I know where the temple, but please hear me out tonight. A place is called this building. Hallelujah. We pull up on these grounds. They're not just any grounds. <laughs> and I can promise you, amen. As we keep pleading the blood and calling on the name of the Lord. God's going to work on these grounds. That was going to do everything he can to stop it. That was going to do everything he can, amen, to hinder it. But I don't believe he can do it. I said, I don't believe he can do it. Hallelujah, because God's going to help us and God's going to anoint us and help us in this old world that we're living in. Romans, the third chapter, I'm going to pick up about the ninth verse just for time's sake. No one is righteous, basically, is what this is for. What then? Are we better than they? No, not in no wise. For we have before proved both the Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. It's a curse. One man brought the sin upon us, the Adam, a man that was not deceived. He brought this curse upon us. Amen. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that, that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulchre, and their tongues they have used deceit and the poison of asthmus under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness their feet are swift amen to shed blood destruction and misery are in their ways and the way of peace have they not known there is no fear of God before their eyes I'm telling you we're headed there we headed there a lot faster than we want to admit but I'm telling you the fear of God amen is being lifted off of this nation the fear of God is being lifted off this country and there's breakout of wars and rumors of wars and battling and struggling but I'm telling you hallelujah it's also setting the stage for the church to have revival. It's setting the stage, amen, for the church to draw closer. Hallelujah. It's setting the stage for you and I to, amen, to make it our business. I want to come to the house of God more often. I want to come to this place because here is where I can come and reason with Him. Here's where I can come and talk to Him. Here's where I can come, amen, and get my head back where it needs to be. Watch what some of this tells us here tonight. Galatians, Galatians 3 and 22 says, Paul's writings now, but in the scriptures have concluded that all are under sin. No one's exempt. We all are under the curse. We're under sin. First John 1 and 8 says, if we say then that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. He's not talking about in the rapture either. Hallelujah. He's talking about in this world. In this world. Hallelujah. That we can live a godly life. We can live an overcoming life. But there's something we got to do. We got to make our way to the house of God. We got to make 
our place to the refuge. We got to make our way, amen, to the place we call church. Hallelujah. It's not a time to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And you watch this. Amen. Jesus Christ said we're two or three together in his name. Hallelujah. You know what? The church, amen, you can be out in the marketplace, but you can get two or three Holy Ghost filled people together and begin to talk about Jesus and Jesus is going to show up. Amen. When you get to witness about him, talk about him, you can't stop him from showing up. The devil's been trying to stop him from showing up, but the devil can't do it. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, Jesus is going to show up. Jesus is going to do marvelous and wonderful things. Jesus in the business of saving souls. Jesus in the business of healing bodies. Jesus in the business, amen, mending lives. Jesus, amen, is willing to take, amen, old wrecked, wrecked, amen, lies and mending them and putting them, in, and putting them back in place where they ought to be. That's his business. And I'm going to tell you what, he's good at it. But you got to get to that place that I've come to the house of God. There may be some times with these precepts and uh, line upon line and here a little and there a little. Amen. There may be some times you may not quite understand what's being said. And it's like a sword. It can cut you to the heart. Hallelujah. But if you just keep coming, if you'll just be faithful. You just keep coming to the house of God. Young and old, we don't, we don't get exempt. We don't get so, so wise and so whatever that we can, we don't, you know, we get the place that we don't have to have the house of God and we don't have to have a place, amen, to come and reason with Him and talk with Him. I beg the difference with you. Man, I'm telling you, if we've ever needed a church, we need church. And so as you watch this really begin to unfold, even whenever you go to Romans 7 and 7, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I, I had not known sin, but by the law. So the law wasn't sin, but it took the law. Amen. Amen. That, that helps somebody to know. There's no laws in the lands. We could get on these highways and drive and just do whatever we want to. But God gave Moses the law. Amen. On Sinai to the people. To his called out people that was called out of Egypt. Hallelujah. Amen. That were called out of Goshen. Hallelujah. Anybody glad you've been called out? Anybody glad you've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light? Anybody excited? Amen. Of living for Jesus Christ? Are you persuading your neighbors, hallelujah, that you've got something better than what Hollywood's got, that you've got something, amen, than what the devil's got, that you've got something, hallelujah, we're not ashamed of who we are, we're not ashamed of where we're going, we're not ashamed of his name, we're not ashamed of his effect in our lives, we're not ashamed, amen, hallelujah, how he's turned us around, hallelujah, I'm so thankful, amen, that he's touched me and ministered to me and helped me, I'd be lost and undone, I'd be a total wreck tonight, if it weren't for his mercy and grace and compassion, it shows up, amen, thank God for how of God and a body of Christ. Hallelujah. I'd be a total wreck tonight if it weren't for your prayers and your commitment and your dedication and on a regular basis making my way to the house of God and hearing the voice of God and feeling the presence of God. I'm telling you, amen, I'd be on nerve peels somewhere. I'd be strung out somewhere. But oh, it's been God that's been keeping me. It's been God that's been fighting for me. It's been God, amen, showing up, amen, and ain't the time, amen, to work on our behalf here tonight. So it's no different. As you watch him here, I'm going to take you back a little bit now <laughs> to promised land. You see, we're all headed somewhere. How many of you believe in the resurrection? How many of you believe that everybody's going to be resurrected? I read an article one time. This guy had a lot of money. He knew he didn't live right, do right. So he had his family, after he'd passed away, had his family to take and have him cremated. I forgot the exact location now. It's been several, several years ago I read this article. But it took him somewhere on some mountain somewhere where there's about two or three different 
springs that, that actually keeps building and makes into creeks and rivers going in two or three different total directions. He had them to go up there and take his ashes and sprinkle them out. A little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit in this one. And man, he would, just, he would just be scattered to the four winds. He didn't read his Bible. This God that took the nation of Israel and scattered her to the four winds. But he gets ready, buddy. He's going to start calling them back home. And it didn't matter how far they'd been scattered and how far they'd got away from him. When God begins to pull far on their coming. <laughs> and that's the same way for every soul of every individual. When God gets ready for that resurrection. They may be buildings fall because a man. There's a piece of the brick that was in the right place that belonged to that man. And God's going to reach and snatch it out. Amen. It's going to be like in that valley of the old dry parts bones. All scattered out. The beasts have done their best to scatter them. I'm telling you, the devil's doing his best to scatter us. The devil's doing his best, amen, to cause division in this nation and division in this world and destroy people and isolate them. But I'm telling you, God, hallelujah, is working too. And God's working, amen, to mend us. And God's going to work on our behalf and he's going to help us. Hallelujah, put us together. Hallelujah, and help us walk in the Holy Ghost and the powers of his promise and his truth. I'm telling you, we're going to have some moves of God in this place. We're going to have some visitations of the Holy Ghost in this house. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that God's going to visit us? How many of you believe that God's going to give us revival? How many of you are really excited about, amen, that we're on our, on our, on our way to revival? A revival, amen, that could turn this community upside down. A revival, amen, hallelujah, to top all the Trinitarians. I said top all the Trinitarians. Hallelujah, God, we don't want to make believe alive. We don't even want a man-made revival. We want a God, Holy Ghost, sent revival. On a visitation. You watch what's going on. You go back and look at the promised land. You watch the reports of Moses. Even the call of Moses. What, what helped trigger all this? What helped bring all this about? Even Abraham knew. God saw our day. Abraham saw our day. But Abraham was promised to him 400 years before it ever happened that they was going to be in bondage, going to be in a place called of Goshen in Egypt. So watch what transpires here. When you go and look into the 14th chapter, the promised land, we, our promised land is heaven. Anybody trying to make heaven? <laughs> By trying to be prepared and ready in that moment, in that twinkling of an eye, you don't have to have no time to call nobody. <laughs> you don't have no time to text nobody. I don't care how many you got on your list. <laughs> You're not gonna have time. <laughs> Amen. Not not. <laughs> if you got an alt, best thing to do is go ahead and deal with it now. That's the best thing to do. Because you really don't know what the next hour is going to hold. But you got now. So as you, you watch this. But Israel refused to go into that promised land. It's promised to them. In fact, if you read the scriptures clo close enough, you'll see that God, the plan could have been a lot shorter. They didn't even have to go to the Red Sea. 
I could went, but, but you know why he didn't let him go there? The Bible says they might repent. Use that term, repent. In other words, they would change their way. If you allowed them to go that way and, and in the Philistines and become fearful and afraid, if they, if they knew that they could just walk back across. I just wonder how often God keeps all of us in backsliding. We'd probably be shocked in this, this house tonight. You'd probably be shocked in this house tonight how many pastors God will have to give a visitation to in the morning. Keep them from backsliding. Giving up their church. Pulling them into a prayer room. Pulling them into times. Saying, come on. Come and reason with me. Come talk to me. Let me talk to you. I'm telling you, our minds and the world that we're living in. Hallelujah. There's a real struggle. There's some real battles going on. So we got to have an encounter with God. we got to have an encounter with His touch in our lives and His touch in our hearts. And so, so they didn't really want to go there. They didn't want to, amen. They, they took the report of the evil report of the ten. But I'm telling you, amen. And even our time, we're warned. Hallelujah. As the time lingers, amen, that a spirit's going to come and get a hold of people. And they're going to say, where is this coming? I can't help but believe, could that be, amen. Hallelujah. When times start really getting rough. Hallelujah. We, we think they're rough now, but times could get really rough. Hallelujah. People's going to begin to say, well, apparently he's not going to come. He's not going to show up. Anybody ever told you they was coming? Hallelujah. And you sat and you got ready for the time and they didn't show up. And then a 30 minutes passed, an hour passed, an hour and a half passed, and two hours passed. And you couldn't get them on the phone. And finally, you just give up. But I'm going to tell you something tonight. Jesus is coming. You can be assured of that. The Lord's coming back to, to get those that's made themselves ready. Because we're going, I believe in this resurrection. I believe that everybody's going to be resurrected. I believe the word of God has taught us, amen, that every man, woman, boy, and girl, every great and small, amen, is going to be resurrected. And they're going to face God. And they're going to face the word of God. And nobody's going to get by. And nobody's going to be exempt. It doesn't matter who they are and where they come from, the color of their skin. and That's not going to matter. So let me help us understand that's really so important to make our way to the house of God to reason with this God. To talk to him and have an ear to hear. What he's got to say and what he's instructing us. If you read closely, amen, when you go to Numbers, the 14th chapter, you're going to see there, amen, when they wouldn't hearken to the vo- his voice. Surely they shall not see the land which I swore unto their fathers. Neither shall none of them they pr- provoke me to it. He's talking about these unbelievers that mumber and complain. And, and they, they, they begin to accuse Moses. Said, you brought us out here because there wasn't enough room for graves, amen, for us to die out there. But watch this. When you we're going down in that particular chapter to the 24th verse, you're going to read this. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, amen, and had followed me fully. Hallelujah. Not halfway, not part of the way. Hallelujah. You're not deceived. Amen. This is good enough for grandma or good enough for grandpa. You don't know if it was good enough or not. You're just taking a chance with that. You, you, you can use your own observation and hope it is. But the best way to find out, amen, is, is, is to find the house of God that's teaching the fullness of the gospel. That's teaching the fullness of the word of God. Hey, I'm going to get right down where we're at. Hallelujah, because I'm going to tell you something. Nothing else is going to matter. Amen. When the trumpet of God sounds and when this thing is over with, nothing else is going to matter. It ain't going to matter how much money you've got or how much you don't have. It ain't going to matter, amen, what kind of house you live in or if you don't even have a house. 
else. Hallelujah. It ain't gonna, none of that's going to matter. only thing that's going to matter, amen, is between you and the good Lord. And so God's made a, a way, amen, that every man could come and buy of him. You don't have to have silver. You don't have to have gold. You don't have to have none of that, but you can make your way. There's no charge, amen, to the cup of house of God. You may get a charge to go to the, the pleasures of this world and the things of this world, but you won't get charged a single thing to come to the house of God. Come here to love him and to worship. To feel after his touch and feel after his hand. To move and to operate in our hearts and to operate in our lives. Amen. Praise God. Other places I could have talked about. Amen. But, but I'm going to bypass some of this just for time's sake here tonight. Amen. As, as we watch this unfold, as we watch it begin to take place. Whenever he talks about reason there, another definition of that reason, amen. You can go to Isaiah 43 and 26, and he puts it this way. Put me in remembrance and let us plead together. Just wonder how often God comes, visits us, moves upon us. Amen. To plead with us, to pull at our hearts, to draw our attention, to help us to Many of you remember Brother McCain. He said, I've just come, amen, to try to flag somebody down from going to hell. That's all I've come to do. Amen, to flag somebody down. <laughs> so as we watch this, when you look back at Isaiah 1 and 18, it actually is kind of a contention. It's kind of an argumentation. It's kind of set up like a court and justice. And so you got the two parties, a man that states the grounds and the cause. And as you go on through this, you're going to watch them. It's God, a man. He says, come now and let us reason together, say of the Lord. Amen. Come and let us talk. Come and let us work it out. Amen. Hallelujah. Let them make me a sanctuary. Watch this. The sanctuary business was not man's ideal. It wasn't Moses' ideal. It was a God's ideal. When you go to Exodus 25 and 8, he says, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. God wants to dwell with us. Hallelujah. Let me ask you something. How many of you really believe that God wants to give us a visitation? How many of you believe that God wants to give a visitation to your home? How many of you believe that God wants to give your neighbor a visitation? Hallelujah. I believe that God's going to visit us. I believe God's going to make his way back. Hallelujah. And he's going to do something. I believe God in this end time. Hallelujah. I believe the church. Hallelujah. It's going to be like what you read in the book of Acts. Hallelujah. The miracles and wonders and the operation of God and his word and his promises. Hallelujah. In Exodus 15 chapter. You begin to see there and you begin to see, see where Moses. Amen. This is after the time of Pharaoh. This is after the time. Amen. They come across that red see and Moses begins to sing and the Bible simply puts it this way for he had triumphant glorious the horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea the Lord is my strength and song he has become my salvation he is my God and I will prepare him an habitation and I will prepare him an habitation hallelujah my father's God I will exalt him the Lord is a man of war the Lord is his name how many of you believe that God wants to take on your battles how many of you believe that God wants to take on the fight 
him. He doesn't want you to try to handle it by yourself. Amen. But he wants to walk with you and he wants to abode with you. He wants to counsel you. He wants to, he wants to work on your behalf and help you along the way. Amen. Why shouldn't the Israelites believe Moses when he showed up? I know he was a man, amen, that was called out of the wilderness. I know he done spent 40 years, amen, tending the sheep. I know he's a man that talked to burning bushes. But I wonder tonight, amen, why didn't the Israelites catch, amen, when Moses showed up, amen, with the demonstrations of what's going on? Why wasn't they willing, amen, when they come out of there with the, after all the plagues and the miracles and wonders and signs? Hallelujah. What caused them, amen, not to really believe that God was going to bring them out and bring them to the other side and reason with them and help them to enter the promised land? You know what to top this off? Watch this. Go back to Genesis, the 50th chapter, the last chapter of the book of Genesis. It's a very powerful chapter. There's a lot packed in that chapter. The death of Jacob, which they call him Israel now. You're also going to see the struggle that was between Joseph and his brothers and the fear that gripped them now because their dad had passed away. But Joseph assured them that everything's going to be all right. Amen. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to support you. I'm going to support your children. Said so you meant it for wrong. You meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. He goes on to tell him. He says I'm in the place where God wanted me to be. But that's not all. In this same chapter. Right after those verses you begin to read. And you begin to pick up. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. What Mo- Joseph tells them. What happens to him. Would you go to the 24th verse. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you. He said, I'm going to die, but God's going to visit you. And bring you out of this land, unto the land which is sworn to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. You know the only thing that Moses took out of Egypt? I haven't done a search in the scriptures yet. I just wonder what Moses done with the bones of Joseph. This is the only thing that Moses went into Egypt. A man took out. You know why? Because Joseph had told him a hundred years prior. God's going to pay you a visit. That's the reason I've asked you several times tonight. Do you believe God's going to visit us? You believe God can visit you in your situation? You believe God can visit your home? You believe God's going to visit you in that grave one day? You believe God's going to give us a visit in the clouds? See, if you really believe these things, you don't just brush it off. You don't just you don't just shove it now. No, because the reality of it, it's gonna happen. As sure as with Joseph, as he told them, God's gonna give you a visit. God's coming back. He said, and you're gonna take these bones out. Believe it or not, amen. They embalmed Joseph. Wasn't really a practice of the Hebrews. The Hebrews practice and doctrine was to let the bodies go descend back to the earth from where it came from. With Joseph, they had embalmed him. Amen. And now the Bible calls, they put him in a, in a chest, or it's called a coffin. A coffin. But if you'll do a study on that word, coffin right there, it means chest. 
is the same word, amen, that the chest, the ark of God, was called the chest. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God's going to give his people a visitation. God's going to walk up and down these aisles and touch us and help us and bless us. Amen. If we believe in the visitation and the hand of God, I'm telling you, we're not just anybody. The Bible calls us a special people. The Bible says we're called out people. We're bearing the name that's above every name. We're washed in the only blood that you can be washed in. We represent the only kingdom. Amen. That's, that's don't, don't, don't know any ending to it. Hallelujah. The only government. Amen man that don't know any ending to it we're part a man of that tonight as the musicians are coming the singers are coming tonight what about it tonight do you really believe in this visitation do you really believe a man that we could come here and reason with God thank God for altars that we could come and reason with God amen and got it and to hear what he's got to say and to feel his touch I'm glad we're serving a God tonight that can touch us I'm glad we're serving a God amen that can reach into our hearts and reach into our spirits and take things out that nobody else can take out. You can name the greatest surgeon there is and the heart surgeon there is. But there's things lodged in your heart tonight that that surgeon cannot take out. But the surgeon called Jesus Christ and with the visitation of Jesus Christ he can remove that and take it out of your heart. Bitter. Envy. Strive. The regret. Regret of life. Regret of decisions in life. And the outcome of life. Or oh, if we get the right visitation in this house, we'll leave here far different than we ever came. It's all about the visit. Huh. Zacchaeus, small in statue. Really all he wanted was to see Jesus. And sure enough, he positioned himself and arranged himself and Climbed up in a tree in the path where Jesus was going. Because he just wanted to see him. So the question is tonight. Do you want to see him? For who he really is. And what he really is. Do we really want to see Jesus? Do we really want to see him in the clouds that day? Are we willing to pay whatever price? Whatever to get out of our ordinary. Amen. To get in the, in the path and the heart of God. That's how revival is going to come. That's how visitation is going to come. Amen. Because he was willing, amen, to get out of the norm. You read the Bible. Read the, the ministry of Jesus Christ. Those that were touched by him and visited by him and, uh, and felt the miraculous hand. It was those, amen, that was willing to get out of the norm. See, they was willing to cry out when it wasn't a convenient thing to do. They was willing after 12 years of spending all they had and hearing saying no and no and weakened their bodies, couldn't hardly get up and go. But they heard of about of a man by the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And they began to push their way through the crowd and push their way through whatever because if I could just touch him. Amen. This is the same Jesus that can come and visit and step out on the bow of our ship and say, let there be peace. He's not just any Jesus. But if we'll just let him visit. But if we'll just let him visit. If we'll just let him walk in this house tonight. If we'll somehow as they begin to come to sing. As these altars are open here tonight. To let that hand move. Let that power move as we stand in this house tonight.
We can leave dead and undone. Or we can make up in our minds that, you know what? I'm going to make my way to an altar. Or I'm going to make an altar where I'm at. But I'm fixing, I'm, fixing, I'm fixing a reason with him and work with him about some things in my life. Some things in my family. Some circumstances and situations that's going. Maybe this event really don't have nothing to do with you, but it's got with somebody in your family. But you're coming. Amen. Because I, I need his touch. I need his voice. I need his counsel. I need his direction. I need his favor. I need his blessings. <laughs> Thank God for a place that we can come and reason with him. And we can come and talk to him. That we can come and there would be a visitation in this house. A visitation upon our hearts. A visitation upon our minds. A visitation upon our lives. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's nothing like being visited by Jesus Christ. There's nothing like being touched like Him. If you want to get the world out of your life, you've got to have a visitation of Jesus. If you want to overcome sin, you've got to have a visitation of Jesus. If you're going to defeat the enemy, the devil himself, you've got to have a visit from Jesus. Lord bless you, Lord bless these singers.
and different opinions what's really going to happen after the rapture but somebody's going to know and somebody's going to experience it throughout the Bible God gave visitation to times and sometimes to men when they wouldn't expect it such as Belshazzar as they drank the wine out of the vessels of God it was taken out of the temple of God and all of a sudden, there was a hand appeared on the wall. Visitation from God. Visitation of judgment. God's going to visit. I want to be ready. How about you? I want to be ready. If it's a personal visitation to the church, wherever it might be, I want to be ready. Amen. For the touch of God. Lord bless you tonight. Appreciate you. You may be seated. God's got different means and ways to reason with us through the scripture, through prayer, through the sanctuary that we preached about tonight, through songs. He's got ways. Let's let him talk to us. Let's let him minister to us. Let's let him stir us up. If you're not stirred, pray that he'd stir you. If you don't have a desire, pray for a desire. We'll do these things. We'll ask him for these things. They'll happen. The devil don't want you to get stirred up. The devil don't want you to get concerned about your soul and concerned about eternity. God wants to pers- the devil wants to persuade you that, hey, you just got alive. And- but I'm going to tell you something. It's coming. It's coming. I want to be ready. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. I know the last, I don't know if we've done any birthday this whole month. So we're going to try to make up tonight. So everybody that's had a birthday this far, or thus far in May, uh, we want to sing to you tonight. So everybody's had a birthday. Why don't you stand? Those that's the right age can come. Praise God. They're not standing very long. I guess we could say you all. I don't know who all it is, but I'm sure it's a few. And thank God you've had birthdays. And we apologize for letting it slip by us. Just one thing happened after another and got, got by us. But uh, we're going to make up for it tonight. So let's just sing happy birthday to all of you that's had a birthday this month. I think Sister Carla's There's four or five. Hallelujah. All right.
tonight. Praise God. Anniversaries. Anniversaries. Okay. I know there's, what, two or three? Okay. Tyler, Melissa, okay, they're not here. good hand tonight. All right. Love it. Appreciate you. Why don't we stand? You can just consider yourself dismissed the fear of the Lord. God bless you.